slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us, and hey, let's face it, it's a great time to be a New York Islanders fan team on a point streak and, and you know, eight games and counting, and you got to enjoy these streaks while they last, and really, finally, what we're seeing is some optimism and some recognition, even, from members of the national media. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about one of the better trades ever made in recent Islanders history, and we'll assess that and how it's impacting the Islanders this year. And Lou Lamorello reached a big milestone over the past weekend. We'll talk a little bit about what he's meant to this Islanders team. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to discuss on today's show. If there's something on your mind that you'd like us to talk about, you have a question, a comment, a a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send the show an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, the Islanders uh, all set for their next game, which is uh, tonight in Pittsburgh. And uh, hopefully the weather in Pittsburgh isn't quite as bad as what we're supposed to be getting today. Uh, Snow in the forecast. Hope everybody is staying safe. You know, we uh, got a nice email, Jeremy from Selden. Hey, Gil, new listener of the podcast, lifelong Islanders fan. Love what I saw in the back-to-back wins in Buffalo. Two key wins, four key points. I haven't enjoyed watching a team this much in my entire life. Just wanted to express quickly that this team is 100% built to win a Stanley Cup. We have the defense, the chemistry, the coach, and the goalies. Sorokin looked like the real deal in the shutout last night. Pajot is on fire, possibly the best trade in Isles history. Hopefully the barn will have fans soon. Second place, gotta stay hot against the Penguins. Love the podcast, man. You do a great job. Keep it up, bro. And it's signed Jeremy from Selden. Well, first, Jeremy, thank you for the kind words and for the email. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that trade, the uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot deal. And, you know, it has been a great deal. Now, you want to go back throughout Islanders history and say it's the best trade they've ever made. I'm not quite ready to go that far. If you go back to some of the 
deals that Bill Torrey pulled off back in the 70s, uh, those really helped build a dynasty. So maybe this trade is certainly one of the best in the last, let's say, 25 years. And, you know, the other trades I think about, the acquisitions of Boychuk and Letty back in, what was it, 2014 or 15? But this Jean-Gabriel Pajot deal is up there. And I'll tell you this, the Islanders do not make that run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year without Jean-Gabriel Pajot's addition. And what Pajot does is... He is, first of all, an all-around hockey player. He is a great fit in the Barry Trotz system because he is responsible defensively. He is smart with the puck, plays in all three zones of the ice. And look, last year was his career high in goals with, what, 26 or so? And he doesn't necessarily even have to match that kind of production. Uh, Maybe... You know, he gets 20 to 25 goals a year. But here's a guy who can see action on your second power play unit. Here is a guy who, if uh, another forward, another center, for example, gets injured, you could easily move him up to the first or second line in a pinch and not miss a beat. He can play a more offensive-minded game if you need him to. He kills penalties at times, which is a big help. He is... Very, very good in the face-off circle. And again, possession of the puck, so important when you're trying to play the type of game that the Islanders play. He does seem to come up bigger in big games. And we talked yesterday on the show about, you know, the Islanders' record when Jean-Gabriel Pajot scores a point. They are 6-1-1 when Pajot has at least a point this season. And the third line, you know, the, the Islanders before that Pajot trade really didn't have a productive third line. And it made a big difference when that third line all of a sudden had the potential to score consistently. And I'll tell you, to take this team to the next level, you need either a Kiefer Bellows and or an Oliver Wallstrom or another player to be able to add some kind of consistency on one of the wings on that line. So whether you then put uh, a Leo Komarov or a Ross Johnston or, uh, you know, another more defensive-oriented player on that wing— That's fine, Michael Dalcole, for example. You can plug those guys in on one wing, have a more of a of a defensive slash checking guy on one wing. You have more of an uh, offensive-minded guy like a Wallstrom on the other wing, and then you have Pajot, a center who can play it either way, can contribute offensively, and also gets back and plays good defense. And the other thing about Pajot, he leads by example, and is a positive force in this locker room. He's experienced, he's smart, he knows how to play this game, and I know Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello really, really loves what he is able to do. So thanks to Jeremy from Selden for talking about that trade, and I agree with you, Jeremy. 
one of the better trades in Islanders history. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming game in Pittsburgh uh, as the Islanders continue their road trip. We'll preview that game, plus a milestone for Lou Lamorello and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, it's time to talk about our friends from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And believe it or not, baseball is not that far away. And look, BetOnline even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And, hey, you could take your hard-earned knowledge of the New York Islanders and use it to make a few extra dollars. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, if you put in $100, they'll put $50 more into your account absolutely free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So over the weekend, Lou Lamorello reaching a milestone uh, with the Islanders' Saturday victory over the Boston Bruins. He won his 1300th game in the NHL as a general manager, and that puts him third all-time on that list. The only two people ahead of him, Glenn Sather, who is just 19 wins ahead of him as of Saturday, now just 17 wins since the Islanders swept Buffalo in those back-to-back games in Buffalo, and then David Poyle, who has uh, 1,421 and counting. So not going to catch Poyle right away, but certainly Sather is uh, within relatively easy striking distance that uh, I get the feeling Lou Lamorello will be in second place all time very shortly. And Lamorello, look, you know, he's always deflecting credit. He has basically said, it means I was very fortunate to have great coaches and great players to work with. When you have that, there's no limit to what you can do. And, you know, the additions of Lou Lamorello and then Lou hiring Barry Trotz to run this Islanders franchise, what a difference it has made for the Islanders organization. Because if you look at the rosters of the team from the few years before Trotz and Lamorello arrived, you know, they may have even had more talent with John Tavares still on the roster on some of those teams a couple of years back. But you get a great general manager and a great coach and you run the organization the right way and it really does make a big difference and uh first of all congratulations to Lamorello on reaching this milestone and you look back at his career three Stanley Cup wins with the Devils spent 
you know, a lot of years, basically, uh, 28 years with the Devils, three years in Toronto, and now in his third season with the New York Islanders, a member already of the Hockey Hall of Fame uh, since 2009, and in 2012, inducted into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame as well. And look, Islander fans, you can't take it for granted that this team has management and coaching that really does make a big difference. And Lou Lamorello, at this point, you know, he's not young. He's 78 years old, but uh, he mentioned his health is good. He still loves what he's doing, and if you're an Islanders fan, and if you're listening to this podcast, I certainly hope you are, you have to understand that the longer Lou Lamorello runs the Islanders, the better off this franchise will be, so hopefully uh, Lamorello is around for a while, and he is a no-nonsense hockey guy who, you know, built himself up was head coach at Providence uh, College uh, way back in 1968 and has really been a great coach and executive in the hockey world since then. So Islander fans, fortunate to have Lou Lamorello here and great day for this franchise when management hired him to run this team and Look, the the record speaks for itself. The last time the Islanders had playoff wins in back-to-back seasons, you got to go back to the dynasty years, really, uh, when they won a series in back-to-back years. And now you're looking at a team that, hey, you know, won a series two years ago after making the playoffs for the first time in a couple of years, went all the way to the conference final last year, Can they build on that? And I think the way this team is constructed, yeah, they can. This is an Islanders team that is built to play a particular system. They play that system well, and they have a lot of the component parts necessary to run that system. The logic of this team internally is very, very strong, and that is what a good general manager does. He hires a good coach, gets the coach the tools he needs to run his system, and they go from there. Now, you look ahead toward this season, and I still think there is a real possibility that the Islanders look to add a player who can give them a little jolt on offense when we get closer to the trade deadline this year. With the cap being such a squeeze on all teams, really, because of COVID, it really wouldn't have been easy for the Islanders to add that extra bit of offense during the offseason. I mean, they had to trade Devon Taves as it were, as it was, but I think when you get closer to the trade deadline, you got a crafty, smart veteran GM like Lula Morello. A GM who has showed patience throughout his career, who doesn't make rush decisions, I I, I think he'll wait for the right opportunity, and if the right player is there, I could see the Islanders adding that goal scorer for the playoff run and 
try to make a run at the Stanley Cup this year. And I'll say this, uh, finally, finally, the Islanders getting a little respect from the national media, a piece in the Hockey News yesterday by Ryan Kennedy entitled Time to Fear the New York Islanders. And he's basically saying, hey, the team was already a tough out in the playoffs, but now you add Ilya Sorokin and and you add Noah Dobson to this lineup, uh, a better version of Noah Dobson as he continues to evolve, and that makes them even more difficult to beat. And the best part about that is with Sorokin and Dobson, their best days of those two players are ahead of them. They have not yet reached their potential. So finally, you know, we talked a lot during the offseason and even into the season itself that this team doesn't get as much respect as it deserves. Now the national media, fresh off this uh, point streak, starting to recognize that Lou Lamorello has put together a great team. Barry Trotz doing a great job of coaching. And the New York Islanders are going to be a difficult team for anybody to play when the playoffs get underway, if they make it. It's not going to be easy. I'll tell you, this East Division is competitive, but the Islanders, they're right in the middle of it. And to me, one of the beautiful things remains that the Boston Bruins, who are considered big-time Stanley Cup contenders, and the Bruins still, at this point in the season, through 14 games, they've lost two games in regulation, both of them have been against the New York Islanders. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll preview tonight's game in Pittsburgh, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, shopping for auto parts isn't always easy. I mean, with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. And then, You have to endure those pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on his or her computer and they get to choose only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. But no, you have computers and and cell phones with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business, been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years And you can go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it right to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long, so subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. So, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And right now, uh, this guy is still active in the NHL. Want to wish a very happy 35th birthday to former Islanders left wing Blake Como. Como 
right now playing for the Dallas Stars. He's got three assists through his first eight games this year. The native of Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan, drafted by the Islanders in the second round back in 2004, made his Islanders debut during the 2006-2007 season, and stayed on the island until early in 2011-2012. His best season in 2010-2011, he had 24 goals for the New York Islanders. We're going to go back and look at his best game with the team, March 2nd, 2010 at the Coliseum. Islanders taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, Antti Niemi in goal for Chicago against Dwayne Rolison for the Islanders, and the Blackhawks got off to a 2-1 lead in the first period. Brian Campbell scored first from Patrick Kane, and then Patrick Kane got a power play goal from Duncan Keith and Jonathan Taves, but in between those two goals, Blake Como, our Islanders' birthday of the day, got his 10th from Rob Shrimp, 2-1 Chicago after one, but the Islanders dominated the second period. Blake Como, his second of the game, 11th of the year from Shrimp and Mark Streit at 227. And then 25 seconds later, John Sim from Richard Park and Dustin Cohn. Richard Park got his turn. Matt Molson and Doug Waite on the helpers at 706. And then with less than a minute left in the period, Blake Como gets his first career NHL hat trick. His 12th from Streit and Andrew McDonald, a third-period goal by Dustin Bufflin made it a little closer, but the Islanders skate away with a 5-3 win. Rollison, 41 saves in this one. Chicago was a very, very good team, and they outshot the Islanders 44-23, but the Islanders got the win on this date, uh, March 2nd, 2010, in part because of the hat trick by our Islanders' birthday of the day. Blake Como, happy 35th birthday to Como. Now, the Islanders in Pittsburgh tonight, a big game for them against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Penguins, I'll tell you, they are coming off a 3-1 loss in their last game to the Washington Capitals. And... They are looking to get back on track. Now, the Penguins beat the Islanders 4-3 in overtime back on February 11th, and the Islanders are looking for a little revenge. First of two games against the Pens, one tonight and one on Saturday. Both games are 7 o'clock starts, and they are on MSG+. And look, there's so many familiar names on this Pittsburgh team but you know who's leading them in scoring right now? It's not Crosby. It's not Evgeny Malkin. It's Brian Rust. Five goals, 13 points through 14 games. Crosby right behind with 12. Jake Gunsel with 12. And Evgeny Malkin only three goals and seven points in 14 games. We'll take a look at the lineups for the Penguins. Uh, Crosby, Gunsel, and Rust are the top line. Malkin, Jason Zucker, and Kasperi Kapanen are the second trio with Teddy Bluger centering the third line with Zach Aston Reese and Brandon Tanev on his wings. The fourth line, Mark Jankowski is the center. Colton Sevior and Sam Lafferty are the wingers. Meanwhile, Chris Letang and Pierre Olivier Joseph 
are the top defense pairing. John Marino and Michael Matheson are the second. And you have Marcus Pedersen and Cody Cece are the third. The goaltending, well, you know, Tristan Jarry and Casey DeSmith both kind of struggling. And they are still without a number of players uh, due to some injuries, including Marcus Pedersen, Jared McCann, uh, Yuso Ricola, Brian uh, DeMoulin, and Evan Rodriguez. So we'll keep an eye on some of those guys, see if they're able to come back anytime soon. But right now, here's the deal. The Islanders facing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh struggling defensively and in goal. And they are 23rd in the league in goals against, 24th on the penalty kill. This is a game where the Islanders should be able to generate some offense and even the power play for a team with as much talent as Pittsburgh, Chris Letang, Crosby, Malkin, uh, Gunsel, all these guys, they're only 23rd in the league with a 14.3% success rate. So I think the Islanders should be able to get their three or four goals in this game against a struggling Pittsburgh defense. And uh, hopefully they can keep the Pittsburgh offense in check. Got to keep that point streak going and keep themselves near the top of the East Division standings. Pittsburgh right now, uh, four points behind the Islanders with a game in hand, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Saturday game against the Penguins and to analyze what happens tonight, and uh, we'll have all that and a whole lot more on tomorrow's show. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.